0: Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles.
1: Hey, welcome everybody to the First Things First podcast. Every week on the First Things First podcast, we have amazing, interesting fascinating people that we get to sit down and talk with and we get to hear their stories and but my favorite thing about the podcast is that all of these amazing interesting fascinating people we talk to they probably live next door to you like they're people that you know and they're people that you sit by sometimes at church and so uh and so uh, so that's my favorite thing about the podcast and tonight is no exception we have a, a I say tonight because we're recording it kind of in the evening, but, uh, but uh, today is no exception. Today, I have my friend Kayla Newton, who is joining me on the podcast today. You're going to love to get to know a little bit more about Kayla. She is a teacher, grew up in the church and, and at First Shallow Water, has been here for a long time, and, uh, and now is graduating from college teaching and, uh, and also working on a graduate degree Which she's going to tell you about in a little bit, yes, and uh, which that's going to be fascinating. But, uh, but we're really excited, Kayla, for to have you uh, sit down and have a a conversation with us. It's going to be real good. What what do folks need to know about Kayla? Tell us the give us the lowdown on Kayla Newton. Okay, I
0: can do that. Okay, Um, I tell people I grew up in Shawwater because we moved here when I was in the seventh grade, and Mm -hmm. I mean those are pivotal moments in my life that really shaped and molded me, and so. Went to Shallow Water and then went to WT and got my degree in education and then COVID hit and I graduated in the middle of COVID and (laughs) God really rocked my world because all I wanted to do is be a teacher and he told me to wait. And yeah. so I went ahead and started my master's degree and it's in cur- curriculum and instruction and leadership. So I'll yeah. be principal certified this summer. And awesome. Um, so started that early and then started teaching last year and I teach third grade in Leveland and I am just loving it. All right. And third grade was not the ideal <laughs> grade, but hey, you know, it's, they keep me awake every day yes, just I do. on my toes. So I'm just loving it. And I know that it happened the way it was supposed to happen, even though it was not what I wanted to happen.
1: Yeah. So. Cause I mean, your thought was I'm going to yeah. graduate and immediately after I graduate, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get a job. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you graduated like that was totally impossible.
0: Yes. Wow. And to graduate college and not go get a job is not what you do. No,
1: no. And so
0: to justify that to other people was. Hey, I'm just gonna keep working at WT, and I'm gonna get my master's. Yeah, they're like, "Don't you still want to teach?" I'm like, "Yes,", yes. but they're, the door is not being open, so yeah. I'm not gonna force it open. So. Well,
1: and gosh, I can't. I mean, I can't. I, it was hard enough for experienced mm-hmm. teachers walking through that mm-hmm. season, and I can't imagine how much more difficult it would have been to be a first time teacher and yes. trying to navigate. Absolutely. We're back at school. Now we're all at home. Yeah. And, now you know, yeah. so. and
0: in that tunnel moment, you don't see that. Right. But a year out from that, you can kind of go, okay, I'm glad I was protected from that. or yeah. I really wasn't ready for that. And so it all worked out like it was supposed to.
1: All right. Very good. And you're almost done with your master's. Yeah, I
0: graduated in May. Man. Yes, girl. That's close, man. That is so close. You're not
1: gonna know what to do with all this extra time. I know. That's why I told my mom, I'm
0: not teaching summer school. I'm not going (laughs) to school. What am I going to do? (laughs) She goes, maybe you could breathe. Yeah, that's (laughs) right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe, maybe you could like you know take a nice trip or Mm -hmm. do something fun Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean. That'd be good. You know, if only you had. Uh, anyone that you could hang out with. I or know. Spend some extra time. I if know. If only, if only that was possible. I know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, you need to know this is the first time that we have ever had a live studio audience in for our podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kayla's boyfriend Marshall is hanging out in the office while we're doing that. So, so. uh yes. If you hear like any. Any loud grotesque sounds? That's Marshall. That's not us. One hundred percent, it's Marshall. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) right. So, uh, okay. So, all right. So you're so you're getting ready to finish with your master's, teaching third grade.
0: Yeah,
1: life feels pretty good for you right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a mountaintop right now for sure. That's awesome.
1: Okay, so on on the podcast, what we love to hear about, we love to hear people's stories, right? Mm -hmm. So we love to hear about. Uh, particularly about how you came to faith in Christ, you know, what did that moment look like and, and, um, what were the factors and the people that kind of drew you to that place in your life? So, so can you just start there? Can you just talk about how you came to faith in Christ?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the church Mm -hmm. and, um, was, we moved quite a bit, but we just found home everywhere we went found community. And I accepted Christ when I was eight and was baptized on Easter Sunday. So that's, so that's coming up. Yeah, Yeah, that's exciting. Um I understood and I knew the responsibility cuz my parents are incredible and mm. and really taught my brother and I how to be Christians and how to be faithful and mm. put our trust in Jesus and what that really looked like and to walk the walk and so I understood the decision I was making.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but I just kind of walked through life gently and just yeah. kind of did what I wanted to do and <laughs> got to high school and had everything handed and I just was excelling and playing sports and dating and doing all the things that high schoolers do and really didn't put much thought into my relationship with Christ. It kind of took a backseat and um, figured out later on that I didn't have my own faith. Mm. I had faith that was taught to me. Right. Um, And so just some kind of some traumatic events happened when I was in high school and lost somebody really close to me and just things just started falling apart. Yeah. And in my naiveness thought, if this is the Christian life, then this is not the life that I want to live. Right. And so just kind of went, you know what? I'm good. I can figure this out. If this is all going to happen to me and I'm walking this life, then why walk it? Right. Um, and things just kept getting worse. And so just kind of hit the bottom really at a, at 16. And so just remember being in my car one day and being like, I don't want this anymore. Mm. And just felt God's arms wrap around me and say, I've still got you Mm. and you're still mine. And so really just started to have my own faith. And Zach Holder really got a hold of me and put yeah. me in leadership positions. And Praise God for Zach. Yes, absolutely. And really got me back involved and taught me how to have my own faith. And I got to be his in his youth intern and do all these cool things. But while I was ministering to others, I was just being poured right. into and didn't even realize it at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, And so that helped me go into college and got to college and still the same thing. Just... I, no one was making me go to church. Yeah, no one yeah. was making me have quiet time or do mm-hmm. all those things. And so just kind of lived my own life again. And I felt that way a lot through my life, just these ups and downs of I come to you and I need you. and mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I, I got this. And yeah. I like to have control and do those things. And so I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, walked through probably one of the hardest years of my life last year. Yeah. and really had to figure out what is faith and what does it look like. And so as you know, sitting here today, I'm a completely different person than I was even a year ago, just because of the work that God's
1: been doing. So can we, can we kind of circle back in your story Mm -hmm. and maybe talk about talk? Let's talk about maybe some of those times where you were really in the stuff, you know what I mean? So like, uh, if it's okay, share a little bit about what was going on. You know, why did you like, and how did how specifically did you feel the Lord ministering to you, like in those areas? You know what I mean? Because here's here's what I'm asking, Caleb. There's a bunch of people out there listening to the podcast mm-hmm. who they're facing something. Yeah. You know? Um, not probably, you know, in some ways maybe even similar to what, what it was that you may have been going through. Mm-hmm. And so um so it's it'd be good maybe encouraging for them to hear, like, you know, what was it that the Lord said? What was it that the Lord did? Like what and looking back on that moment now, like how do you see the Lord's faithfulness Mm -hmm. in those times. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I
0: do. And really just last year was just awful for Mm -hmm. me. And it, on the outside, it looked great because I had my, I had this job that I loved and uh, moved back to Lubbock. So I was at WT for six years. Yeah. And so when I moved back, I just said, okay, I'm going to find a church home. I tried big churches. I tried all the things and just could not find community. And I just gave up. Yeah. And going to church was hard. And I just was, I had never felt more alone in my life, Mm. but surrounded by people. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people, when they think alone, they think, well, nobody's around them. Well, no, I'm surrounded by people. My parents live here. And I mean, all the things and I had people at school and, but when I'd go home, it was just dark. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I just thought, this is, I was not created for this. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why I'm so alone. And so just my thoughts were getting the best of me and my yeah. anxious thoughts. And Yeah. I just thought, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And now I can see he was strengthening me yeah. because I was still relying on myself. Yeah. And so when I had nothing around me is when I really just started digging in and started saying, okay, who am I in Christ and mm-hmm. my identity in him and figuring out who he has called me to be and yeah. who I was made to be. And and so when I said, you know, I'm standing at, on the mountain right now, it's because I was in the valley last year right, right, and just did not see a way out. And so I know that he was strengthening me because then he brought me back to first shallow water. Right. And yeah. Because I, my pride said, don't go home. Right. Don't
1: go home. Yeah.
0: That means you failed. If you right. go home, you failed. And that like it's it's ridiculous to say it out loud. But, but
1: yeah. But it's normal just though.
0: something in me said, you know what, there's a young adult group, just go try it. Mm-hmm. Just go try it. And man, <laughs> the community. It's just what I needed. And yeah. um, God showed me, Hey, you you fit here. Yeah. You yeah. belong here. And yeah. And so I'm grateful for that, but
1: man, yeah, it was hard. You had to walk through some stuff. That, you yeah. know, I think that experience, Kayla, that you described is uh, is a common one for people that are around your age, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're in high school, you're living with your parents, you know, and yeah. then you and go to and you go to college, and sometimes you're still living with your parents, or sometimes mm-hmm. you have a roommate, or you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You're doing the college thing when you get out, and you get out on your own, and you're working. It's like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, you all you don't have those those uh really tight knit people around you Mm-mm. and 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 it really is like you'll go to work and you see people and you do stuff but then but then you come home and your house is totally empty and yes. it's just you and a you know yeah. a microwave dinner and a I know. TV you know what i mean <laughs> yes. and, the, and the, it gets it it, it feels does. depressing
0: yeah because i left all my friends in canyon mm-hmm. and came back and really didn't have anybody besides my parents and, right and so yeah it was
1: and I think, you know, a lot of times young people too, and then in that situation, you feel kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my experiences, I I have seen young people just do some unbelievably crazy things. Yes. Because they were driven by this desperate, oh, I don't want to be alone like this, yes. you know. Yeah. And I mean, just, they, they get involved in toxic relationships, mm-hmm. They, you know they're you know hitting the clubs you know on the weekend and going to the bars just so they could be around people you know and and they do all of these they do all of these things to try to fill that void in their Mm -hmm. life and 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 then it compounds everything because that's not the connection that they're looking for all of that stuff really leads even to more isolation and more profound loneliness
0: yeah and and two is we're put people my age you're supposed to do things in a certain order you're supposed right. to have these big, big life events at a certain age and so you know being 24 and being single and yeah trying to figure out what that looks like right
1: and, right right and
0: everybody else around you is getting married and doing all the things I yeah. mean it's discouraging and so you're going to be a bridesmaid yeah and, you're good. and yeah <laughs> and social media does not help that one bit no. and so it's just it started to be a comparison to of well, that's happening for them. Why is it not happening for me? Like, am I not faithful enough? Am I not godly enough? And all sure. of these things
1: that—am
0: yeah. I not enough? Period. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so that it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, boy, I I I, I talked to so many people who that's their struggle—the mm-hmm. am I enough question, mm-hmm. um, you know. And you're right. It, it there really is. I think that young people now deal with that in a way that young people maybe never have before because, you know, you have access Mm -hmm. at least on a surface level to, you know, thousands of people, people's lives. Yes. And, and it's so easy to just look around at all these other folks and be like, wow, you know, I am, mm-hmm. you know, this person's, you know, went yes. on a trip to Bali and, you know, yes. this person is, you know, yeah. and, and you're just like, what in the world yeah. is, I, I'm, I'm, I must be a profound loser if that's yes. what's going on in yes. life. exactly. Well. Like, yeah. what in the world? <laughs> so, okay. So the uh, encouragement for, for those of you who, who are, who are listening right now, mm-hmm. um, the, the big thing, the big thing is. That if if we if we compare ourselves mm-hmm. to to other people, nine times out of ten, we're not even comparing ourselves to other people's reality. We're comparing ourselves to a fake or the highlight uh, reel. Yeah, and so that mm-hmm. doesn't even that's deadly to do that. You're not. even It's not even real life. Yeah. Um. And, and so comparison really does kill. Mm-hmm. So what we have to where we have to find our identity. The only healthy place we can discover our identity is in relationship with Jesus. And Absolutely. in connection to other godly people, if we try to root our identity any other place, it, it can be really devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, really yeah. deadly.
0: And I was spending time in the Word and doing my own studies, and mm-hmm. it just that doesn't that doesn't meet community. Yes, that when right. you surround yourself with people that are walking the walk just like you are and mm-hmm. have the struggles that you have, but yeah. are actively pursuing the Lord, it totally changes your mindset right And so having community, I mean it it changed my life seriously. yeah and w- if somebody would have told me this, I would have rolled my eyes at them. but yes. the life that I'm living this year and the blessings that I have seen come out of last year are far greater mm-hmm. than anything that I had prayed for last year. right. And so to stand here and say, I, I understand why you walked me through that. And I'm so grateful that you did because of the blessings that are standing in front of me. Yeah. I couldn't see that then. Right. But he prepared me to enjoy it now yeah and again just far far greater than anything I could have imagined
1: yeah I think you know the Lord that's the way the Lord works Mm -hmm. you know and so but always when we're in the midst of it when we're Mm -hmm. struggling through a difficult time you know our impulse is to is to despair you know or uh but 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 I have had the same experience Kayla like (laughs) I look back on these times in my life wherever I where I thought man I don't know how I go forward from Mm -hmm. here you know and i look back on those times of my life and i can just see first of all the hand of god was moving even in the midst of all that mm-hmm. and god used that even that brokenness even that heartache god used that to um, to shape me and to grow me and to and to make me the person that i am today so yeah. so you know uh, paul you know talks about rejoice in the lord always you know mm-hmm. which is so funny because you know he's writing that those words from prison when he says that yes, you know? yes. but uh but but, you know, he, he's not saying, you know, put a, re, that word that's used for rejoice. That we talked about this in that Deep dive podcast, which is another one of our podcasts. You should check out that in the reading plan. Um, but he, when he, that word rejoice, we think of it like uh, as, you know, paint on a happy face mm-hmm. and, you know, and smile and, you know, mm-hmm. pretend like everything's OK. That's not what the word means. The word mm-hmm. it refers to actually the the uh, the physical act of celebrating. And so, uh, and so it's almost like, it's almost like Paul is saying, look, even if things are rough on the inside, you know, dance, you know, yeah, celebrate, uh, because, you know, because God is faithful Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that, and pressing into that, even when you're in the dark times, like pressing into that knowledge that God is good, he's got us. Yeah. That's where we find peace.
0: Yes. And I'm so grateful that my parents laid the foundation that they did. Right. Because, I mean, they are <laughs> they're incredible. Yeah, they're rock stars. They are. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm so grateful that they instilled that in Brady and I, because mm-hmm. had I not had that foundation, I don't know that I would have made it out of that darkness. Yeah. Because I, I had the Holy Spirit. I had that.
1: Mm-hmm. I knew.
0: I knew the truth. Yeah. It was just getting telling the devil to get out of my house right. and to leave my table.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: And so I'm so grateful for that, mm-hmm. that foundation that they laid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also, I wanted to talk about you, you know, you mentioned that, that, that it was hard for you to think about coming back mm-hmm. to the church that you kind of grew up in with the high school, yeah. you know? And, uh, I w- so at first I totally get that, yes. right. I understand that that is a thing and it yeah. feels like, you're going back to your yes. life or whatever. But uh, but I just want to say, because I know there's going to be, there's there are some, there's either some people who are yep. about to graduate from high school, right? Or there's yep. some parents of some people about to graduate from high school mm-hmm. that are listening to this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, look, this can still be home Absolutely. for you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I searched and searched and searched trying to find something better. Right. Just because I was prideful. Right. And to come home and to just allow God to work in me and to get involved. I have yet to get involved in any of the churches I've gone to previously because it's just, it didn't, it just was uncomfortable. It didn't work like it Mm should have. And, and I mean, just immediately, I just felt this peace. Mm. And (laughs) I went through a period of time where I just didn't go to church. It was just awkward and I didn't like it. And Mm it, I know it was hard on my mom and yeah, And it was hard on me too. I just isolated myself, but it sitting by yourself in church is one of the worst things. (laughs) Like it just is, especially if you don't feel welcomed and all the things. But I mean, I just have this joy to be in church again Mm -hmm. and to be in the house of the Lord and to go to community groups on Thursday nights. And it just, it makes my whole week and it gives me peace and comfort that I need it desperately. And so Swallowed my pride and just let the Holy Spirit. I truly believe that the Holy Spirit led me back home and yeah, it's the best decision I could have.
1: So you know, made. I guess what you know, there there may be somebody listening to the podcast right who, um who has done this right. Mm-hmm. They're they're you know they're you know going to tech and living in Lubbock and yeah and uh, and they tried to go to some churches it didn't work and so mm-hmm. they just have kind of stopped going and so can is, I think we should just say to them, look, come on back. Yeah, try it. Come on back, man. Yeah, we meet on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Yes. And and look, look, going back to the church that you grew up in, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, that's better than not going anywhere.
0: Yes. And I will say I struggled because I'm not the same person I was in high school. Yeah. But the church is not the same church that it was when I was in high school. Yeah. And the community is different. And our community group is different. Right. and nobody looks at me and goes, mm, you went to high school here. Right. Like, couldn't you go do, be something else? Yeah,
1: no, nobody even are yeah. excited. Like
0: Angie Smith and Kendra oh. Longway. Just people that poured into my life yeah. over and over and over again that molded me into the teacher I am and the woman that I am mm-hmm. now get to watch me walk the walk with Jesus and right. and continue to pour into me now as a young adult. And man, you just can't. You can't beat it.
1: No, and you know I, I really think that young people sometimes um, what's the word that I'm looking for they they undervalue mm-hmm. that m- connection to mm-hmm. these people who have really poured into your faith the entire time that you're growing up. Yeah, and and like it's it's almost like you don't notice it or see mm-hmm. it or really even care about that. And but when you really experience it, like when you really. You know, when you're around these people who have loved you your whole life and have, you know, they were there when when you were in the seventh grade and Mm -hmm. you were, you know what I mean, and they were telling you about Jesus and they were trying to direct you, like when when you when those people are around and when you're connected with those people, that's a beautiful thing. It is. When I was a kid, I moved. We moved around a lot. So so I moved to I moved to from Brownwood to Nacogdoches whenever I was a fourth grader. Mm -hmm. Then we lived there from fourth grade to my sophomore year. And then my spring break, my sophomore year, we moved to Dumas. So I was really only there for a little over two years before I graduated and went to college. So, so like, you know, I, most of my childhood I spent in Nacogdoches, I've literally never been back there since, you know, we moved away from there. Right. And so I don't, I haven't had to I haven't had the opportunity to have these experiences like you have and like so many people in our church have had. Yes. Where, you know, you're. You you When you walk in the doors of this church and you see people who, you know, mm-hmm. they've known you for, for half mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, a long time. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, and I think that's beautiful. And it a is. lot of people don't get to experience that. Uh, Joe Kirk Smith, actually, mm-hmm. in his podcast, he was talking about, you know, that little little community that he grew up in. And the, the lady, he he found, you know, oh, got uh-huh. right with the Lord and was coming back to church. And that yes. lady was like, I've been praying for you. And yeah, she, you know? yes.
0: So yeah. I and just they don't stop praying for you. No. Just because you're not sitting there on Sundays right. like Kendria. I mean, she was my um small group leader. Yeah. She was my mentor in high school when mm-hmm. I figured out and wanted to be a teacher. I mean, just all the way through college was just supporting me and now she gets to watch me. Flourish in the position that she has prayed faithfully for, yeah. And it's just so cool, and I can still lean on her and her expertise, and yeah. And the same thing for Angie. I mean, she is my prayer warrior. Oh yeah, and she has been since I was in the seventh grade. Yeah, it's so just, <laughs> just to be able to walk with them again is, mm. it's 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 that's good for me. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's a blessing. So uh, I wanted to t- also circle back around because you were talking about whenever you were in high school. Mm-hmm. And you were just kind of talking about how um how you just weren't really that your faith life, mm-hmm. like your relationship with the Lord was not Yeah. Important. It wasn't mm-hmm. front and center you and it wasn't because you were like I hate the Lord or whatever. No. It was yeah. because you were busy doing other things and so other things had your attention. Yes. You know
0: my identity was found in sports. Yeah. And my friends and the things and went to church on Sunday and Wednesday and did all the things that you're supposed to do. But other than that, like I didn't have a personal relationship. I didn't talk to God. I didn't let God talk to me. I yeah. mean, I had it all. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I had it all. Yeah. Everything was good and I was enjoying it. And, and so when my granddad passed away and just some things happened at school that just rocked my world. Yeah. I figured out really quickly that my identity was crumbling. Yeah. And then who was I?
1: Right, right. And
0: right, that right. that was probably one of the hardest points of who is Kayla and mm. all these people think she's this person. Right. But she's not. Yeah, yeah. And so just that struggle of and again, just not knowing that to think that I'm walking the Christian life, so these things aren't going to happen to me. Oh yeah. I didn't ha- I didn't know, I didn't have the faith to know that that there are going to be struggles, but God is greater. Like that never crossed my mind, right? Because all I could focus on and and just living in a small community, you get sucked into you. You have to be successful at what you do, and people are watching you play and watching you go to school and do all these all right. things, and but they're not always watching you go to church mm-hmm. or be involved in the youth group or things like that. And yeah. so just it humbled me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much that you said there that was really good. And, uh, so I'm going to kind of back up and talk, touch on a, a few of the things, you know, um, the first thing is like young people, uh, are, I mean, they're searching for mm-hmm. their identity. They're Absolutely. really, they're really trying to figure out who they are. Every, person you know who's you know teenagers doing that and um and so they're like looking for these places to root their identity Mm and uh and and you know so often you know it's you know academic success Mm -hmm. or it's athletics or it's you know whatever um but as parents sometimes what we do is like we see my kid is really like we're trying to help our kids find their identity Mm -hmm. And so we'll, we'll be like, oh, well, you know, my kid likes to play, you know, basketball. You know, so let me just really kind yeah. of push them into that yeah. so that they can really lean into their identity. And which is, look, I have no problem with that. Like, I uh, I think sports are great at shaping us. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But, but the energy with which we, you know, enable our kids and you know, and really work with our kids to seek out their identity in all these other ways is not near, is not even close to being matched by the energy that we're pouring in to helping them discover their identity in Christ Jesus. Right. You know, and, uh, and boy, as a parent, that's been a really convicting thing for me to think through with my own daughters, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, but man, if, you know, if, if, I'm not doing my daughter's any favors. Yeah. If if we're the if we're, if our time together mm-hmm. is, you know, me, prepping the practicing them for them for their games or going to their games as important it is as it would be for me to be at all their events like all Sadie's dance things and mm-hmm. when Carson was. You know, in high school, she was played. She played tennis for a while. So, as important as it is for me to be at all those things, and she was in what I played. Like, as important as it was for me to be at all those things, if that's our relationship, mm-hmm. like if that's if that's the sum of what we're doing, then uh, then the most important part of our life I'm completely missing out on. Right, the uh, sum of our relationship needs to be. Us talking about what God is doing in your life, and and us and us, you know, interacting over Scripture, and and us, you know, worshiping together. Like right. that's got to be there too, you know. Anyway, yeah. that's I, I think a lot of kids, teenagers, you know, uh, are on that journey, and parents are kind of floundering. We're floundering around trying to figure out how to help them, mm-hmm. but we forget that the best, the biggest thing we can do to help them. Is to, is to help them discover their identity in Christ Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it took you a while to kind of get there, yeah. even with parents who were really serious about oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know? And, I mean, my parents, again, are just... <laughs> yeah. They're incredible and and really, I mean, rooted, Brady and I, in mm-hmm. our faith and, and the conversations that we had, the hard, hard conversations that we yeah. had at Dairy Queen eating a blizzard with my dad, I mean... Mm-hmm he made sure that we knew that Mm. we always had Jesus Mm -hmm. because there were struggles that he didn't want us to experience. And, and I think at some point it had to become mine
1: Yes, because
0: in the comfort of my home, Mm -hmm. they, they guided us and directed us and, and led us in the way that we should go. And so When I was on my own, it was almost like, "Hey, (laughs) yeah, I don't have to." Right. And so I had to figure out who Jesus was to me, not who Jesus was to my family. Right. And that was hard for me is Mm -hmm. to figure out what do I believe. Yeah. And so even though they poured and poured and poured and poured, at some point it I had to take ownership of my faith. Mm -hmm. And so that. Um, it was hard for
1: me. Yeah, that's good. And, it, you know, I think about how, because, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. My parents, you know, they loved the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and did a good job of of really instilling that in me. But, uh, but I think about how hard it was for me, too. And then God spoke to me and called mm-hmm. me to preach when I was six. Yeah. So it was hard for me, though, to figure mm-hmm. out how my identity and how that was rooted in Christ. And so then I imagine what it would be like for, you know, a young man or a young woman who really the only time that their parents even had any kind of spiritual conversation was maybe when they were at church mm-hmm. or maybe when they were driving home or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, but there's not very, really very much, uh, of, of Jesus, you know, uh, being lived out in their, in their home. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not because well, I'm not talking about bad people. I'm talking about just people who are so busy mm-hmm. with all these other things in their lives That they they just are not prioritizing that, yeah. And uh, what's deadly for us as individuals deadly for our families. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. And I said that before. Is I'm just so grateful that they didn't let that happen. Yeah, exactly. That they made us slow down and Mm -hmm. and had those conversations and laid the foundation because it set me up to have something to stand on when everything else was not working. Yep. So
1: yeah, that's so good. Another thing that I was gonna I was gonna talk to you about is you know. When young, you know, young people, in, like when you're mm-hmm. in high school and uh, and you're you know, kind of trying to make your way mm-hmm. through that, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that whirlwind, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. just the, all of this stuff, the drama and mm-hmm. every, everything else, you mm-hmm. know, um, how, so, you know, part of it is just looking for a place to root your identity, you know. But the other part of it is. Um, when you when our faith kind of our faith kind of becomes our own so many people i talk to when i asked them so when did your faith really become your own mm-hmm. almost every person i talked to it's it was coming out of some difficult season in their life yeah. you know mm-hmm. it was you know something painful happened and uh, and as they navigated their way through that that's when they discovered yeah what they believed in that's when they really kind of owned their faith mm-hmm. so um maybe maybe talk about what that looked like for you and how did you get to that? You know, how did you move from, I'm really shaken by these things Mm -hmm. that have happened to me because everybody has it. Like the first time, you know, something terrible happens in your life. Everybody feels shaken like that. So how did you get through that? I'm, I feel really shaken. My foundation's really rattled, Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, no, I, I, I can trust God and I'm, and I'm, and I'm moving forward in my relationship with him.
0: um, it was hard, just when I felt him really say, "Hey, I still got you." I mean, yeah. I was still very broken, very yes. much hurt, and
1: and. But but one thing that was feeling, because you talked about that, you honestly like physically, yeah. I could
0: feel it, uh, the presence
1: of the Lord. Yeah.
0: Yes, like an arm around me. Wow, and it was powerful. Like I just had to stop, and I just bawled
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I have never felt that. I actually felt like something was touching me. Yeah. Right. And so uh, still very much rattled. And and I think my parents saw that. And, mm-hmm. and then Zach saw it. Yeah. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit used Zach in to minister to me. And Zach challenged me Yeah, in ways that... <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, what he does. He does. <laughs> he, he does. And so really made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Really pushed me to figure out what do you... What do you believe? What do you want? I mean, mm-hmm. there was no sugarcoats. There was no
1: yeah. nothing.
0: And he said, Now I'm putting you in charge of youth. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. And really made me he taught me how to study the Bible. Yeah. He taught me how to read books and and go back to the Bible and and make it my own and how to apply it to my life and then go teach it. Mm. And Just him spending that time with me in the Word and how to actually read and study the Bible gave me then, okay, now I can do this on my own. Right. And so just kept studying and kept studying and figuring out what does God say about me? That's Mm -hmm. what I needed. Mm -hmm. I needed to know what does the Bible say about me? Yeah. Because if I can figure that out, surely I can get through the rest of this. And so just figured out, you know, that I am a child of God. That mm-hmm. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Just having those over and over and over. Just saying them to myself. And, but God really used Zach to change my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But he, he he used him in big big ways. He,
1: he, the Lord does put people in our lives absolutely, and at the at the right time, at the exact right time. Yes. You know. And uh, I think that's just one yeah. of the beautiful things that he does. Yeah. You
0: know? And if you ask Zach, it makes me laugh. But when he first moved to Shallow Water, I just didn't care for him. Yeah. Because he made me uncomfortable. And, <laughs> and you know, that was kind of before all the things happened. And
1: Yeah, but he's the kind of guy, though, who will, yeah, he, he doesn't s- have a problem calling my, you out. He
0: saw my comfort zone yeah, yeah. and said, no, you yeah. c- you're more than that. And right. I just didn't like that. So yeah. I pulled back. And, and then I'll never forget, we were at, my granddad's funeral, and just kind of going through that, and I turned around, and he was standing right there, Mm. and I went, "Mm, he cares, yeah, and it was the action that really changed how I viewed him, and softened my heart towards him, because then God could use him, yeah, and we laugh about it now, but he told me, he goes, I know you didn't like me, I was like, no, I didn't, because you made me uncomfortable, (laughs) but (laughs) But I needed to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I think that you know, and, and bless, uh, bless those guys who know that you know. Yeah. So there's you know a spiritual gift of prophecy that mm-hmm. where you know people God just gives people sometimes the ability to speak His words to other folks, yeah. and uh, and sometimes those words are not. I mean, if you look at prophets in the Old Testament, some, sometimes the words they were saying were they were not uh, they were not uh, received very well. No, they weren't. <laughs> No. (laughs) So, uh, and they were hard to hear some of the things that they said, you know. Um, But so God bless those people who can speak that truth to you, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But do it in in a, because the thing about Zach is he was saying all those things to you. Yeah. But then, but when your life was off the rails, he was also there. He was present. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was this, the, all of this, you know, all of the ways that he was challenging you, they were rooted in this deep love for you that you could sense and feel even. Absolutely. You know, even when you even when you, you're you trying not to be yeah. aware of it. Right. right. Yeah. 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 It's
0: just like, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good because we do. We, we mess up on both ends of that spectrum, yeah. right? So we'll mess up by thinking, by just assuming that everybody wants to know what our opinion is of their life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll make a mistake thinking that we should just go around telling everybody what we perceive the truth is You know yeah. about them. Um, even when that's not rooted in any kind of relationship or trust, mm-hmm. or we don't really, we don't really care enough about them to actually be with them while they try to put the pieces of their life together. Yeah, it's really not about helping them. It's really about us feeling good about ourselves, and yeah. so that's why we do it. So that's one mistake we make. Then the other mistake we make is that we don't want to ever say anything that would challenge anybody or make anybody uncomfortable, or we don't, we don't want to speak the truth because we're afraid of how somebody else is going to perceive that. Mm-hmm. And that's not rooted in love either. Right. You know, because if you really care about somebody, if you really love somebody, then you're going to have to have honest conversations with them. Mm -hmm. If you if you if you're around somebody a lot and you've never really had an honest conversation with them about about, you know, how they make you feel or about how maybe they they've hurt your feelings before or or about something that's going on in their life that you're concerned about. If you have somebody in your life that you've never had one of those conversations with. Whatever kind of relationship it is that you have with them, it's not a loving relationship. It's right. not a it's not intimacy, right. because intimacy requires us to speak the truth to each other, and uh, and and sometimes it's the truth about the other person, and sometimes it's the truth about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, but intimacy requires honesty, and yeah. uh, and and so we'll mess up bo- on both ends of that <laughs> spectrum. And <laughs> yes. so being both of those things. You know, loving somebody enough to tell them the truth, Mm -hmm. but also understanding that we're we're not qualified or given a position to speak the truth until we've loved somebody, you know? So those kinds of things are are places where we blow it all the time. Yeah. And I am the chief of... Uh, uh chief, the chief of failures in that regard. So, I've, I've messed up about every way you could possibly mess up when it comes to that stuff for sure. So, um, so right now, today, yeah, in Kayla's life, mm-hmm. like, what do you feel like God's doing? What is he showing you in your life right now? Um, you've mentioned that you're kind of on a mountaintop, yeah, yeah, which that's good, you know. So, when you're on the mountaintop, like, what do you see up there? You know what I mean, right? It?
0: Um, First, just grateful, mm-hmm. <laughs> just beyond grateful and, and, um, just that there's promises and God made me promises last year that he's fulfilling and, yeah, and that and still just rooting myself in the word and rooting myself in my relationship because I know the next valley is coming. Right. This life is not going to stay on my life is not going to stay on this mountaintop and, and knowing right now who I am in Christ and what he says about me mm-hmm. and just staying faithful to that. Because in the past, you know, I'd have these hills and valleys and, and, when you get on top of the mountain, it's easy to go, Oh, everything's good. Mm -hmm. You know, I can kind of do my own thing. And I've always done that. And so when I get back to the valley, I'm like, okay, God, here I am again. (laughs) And like that, I'm just trying really hard to just be faithful and allow him to use me and be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because it's easy for me to get comfortable in my life. And so, kind of looking at leadership positions in my career and what that looks like next and just personal things coming. And Mm so I'm just, just trusting and, um, staying rooted.
1: I, I I like how you kind of brought up the church coaster that many (laughs) of us are on, you know, where, where, you know, things are going really good. Mm -hmm. This is amazing experience Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. Lord, you know, and then you know, like, it's just like the disciples, they go on the mountain and they see Jesus transfigured. Okay. Okay. And they see him talking with, you know, Elijah, you know, and, and so they're just blown away by this amazing experience that they have. They come down the mountain and immediately they're doing boneheaded things, you know? So, uh, and so, so I think our lives are like that. So often we, we, Mm -hmm. you know, we're up on the mountain and, but we, but then we get way down into the valleys and, And, uh, and there's not, there's not that, um, that continuity in our, in our uh, relationship with Christ or in the way we approach our relationship with Christ that, that kind of keeps us kind of, you know, connected and grounded. Mm -hmm. Even when we're going through the the hard times, we kind of let the wind blow us around.
0: Yes. And I figured out like pretty much my whole teenage, young adult life, I have not had a consistent relationship with God. Right and it's exhausting mm-hmm. <laughs> to have this up and down relationship just like it is any relationship, any relationship yeah. and so really focusing on consistency and and use me yeah
1: and, yeah
0: and convict me where i'm failing and just having hard conversations with god that i've always been kind of afraid to have mm-hmm. and um that he's not too big and he's going to do all of these things and he's not scary <laughs> and right right just this an intimate relationship that I don't know that I've ever truly had.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one thing that you said that I think is awesome cuz you know, it's exhausting when you have like an up and down relationship with someone. But but the the crazy thing about that is that the up and down is only on one side. Mm-hmm. Because the the other thing that you've talked about is how you know, you're, you're, you're going through mountaintops and valleys and all these kinds of things. Yeah. But the Lord has been steadfast. Consistent. And you've seen the work of the Lord in your absolutely. life, you know, in all these kind of phases. And so, like, His faithfulness is not in question, mm-hmm. you know, but our faithfulness a lot of times is. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So, you know, I, you're right. And it, those are relationships where it's all up and down at times is exhausting. Mm-hmm. But the good news is we're the problem. So So it can can, be fixed. Yeah, we can
0: work this out. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Yes. That's a good word. That's just really what I'm focusing on is having a consistent relationship with God and an intimate one where Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one speaking. Right. And allowing him to speak and and allowing him to have control. You know, Mm -hmm. we've been memorizing scripture and we've been memorizing Psalm 143, 8, and it's like for the, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love mm-hmm. for, I trust you with my life. Mm-hmm. Show me the way that I should go. And so we've just been saying that over and over, like, God, use us. Mm-hmm. We're at the top right now, but use us, make us uncomfortable. And, right. and just also having the courage to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying these bold prayers, but I better be bold.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is that is an awesome prayer. Give the reference one more time in case somebody didn't get to write it down. Yeah, it's Psalm
0: 143,
1: 8. All right, that's good. I was going to say 148, 3. So 143, 143, 8. 8. Yes. So that would be a good one for you to just open your Bible right now and just underline that verse right there. It would be a good one for you to memorize Mm -hmm. too. And the next time you see Kayla at church, you can just walk up to her. And just start yes. saying that verse. Yeah, we can you say know? it together. Yeah, yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah. That'll be amazing. You know. Not weird at all. No, so. absolutely not.
0: We'll look right into each other's <laughs> eyes right. and just say it. We'll look,
1: we'll look deeply <laughs> yes. into each other's eyes yes. and say the verse. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for hanging out and, yeah. uh, and spending time. I know this is going to be encouraging for, for someone out there. Listen, I, I, there, I'm sure there's someone out there who finds himself in the valley right now. And, and Kayla and I really want you to know we've been down there mm-hmm. and, uh, and no, yes, it's hard and painful and, and dark even. But what we discovered is that, you know, the dark is not even dark to the Lord, yeah, you know? Yeah. And even when we walk through the Valley, his, he's with us and his mm-hmm. rod and his staff, they comfort us. And so, mm-hmm. um, so we want you to hear that. Um, and for those of you who are, who are on the mountaintop right now, Look, don't put things into cruise control. Yeah, this is not cruise control time. When, yeah. you're, when things are going good and when life is good, then that that's the perfect time for us to really lean in mm-hmm. to our relationship with God and really develop some habits that are going to sustain us. Yes. when we're going through the difficult times. So, um, if you if you have a prayer request, there's going to be a link to the to the prayer request. You know. Uh, to the, the prayer request page on our website uh, on the description of this episode, so click on that mm-hmm. and uh, and and send us a prayer request if there's anything we can be praying for you about. But uh, but uh, in the meantime, really thanks again, Kayla, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, and, thank you. Yeah, next week we'll have another amazing and exciting guest on oh i forgot also thank you marshall he, yes we, he, we didn't hear i didn't hear any one, noises one time not one now
0: that doesn't mean they didn't have them. that's right that's right we
1: just didn't, the we mic, just didn't hear. these are sensitive microphones though so i okay. do want to say okay well they probably would have picked something up but okay. he was he was quiet as a little church mouse over there so way to go marshall i'm so i'm really yes. proud of you gold buddy. stickers that's right <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) I always knew Marshall would end up dating a third grade teacher.
0: (laughs) I don't think he did.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, Kayla, thanks again. Uh, Really, this is a pleasure. And all of you out there, join us next week. We'll have another amazing, fascinating, interesting guest on the podcast next time but until then we'll see you around town thanks for tuning in to first things first we want to invite you to join us for worship this sunday at first shallow water you can find us at 703 avenue j in shallow water texas our sunday morning service starts at 10 30 a.m Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.